Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, hey, hey. Our test is in the stands. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> Welcome to the Points in the Paint Podcast. Another episode, another week, talking NBA. Ben Wittenstein. Zach B, place to be. What is good, my main man, Ben? We are here talking, what, conference finals is what we got on stage? And, you know, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Why are you disappointed? And, you know, I want to just jump into the one big thing. Just one thing. One thing. Because my one big thing of okay. the week is the conference finals and how disappointing they are. They, the average margin of victory, first mm-hmm. of all, in the last 17 playoff games, mm-hmm. 19.8 points, almost 20 points. And we're seeing that in the conference finals, especially with the Heat and the Celtics. And I know the series is tied up, it's at which least makes tied. for an exciting you know series. It's at least tied as opposed to the one on the other side. The one on the other side. Yeah, that was not as good. It may not have been, you know, it been blowouts in the West, but that one looks like a clear-cut finish. <laughs> yeah, that one. that one's not looking good for the Mavericks. And those games haven't really been that all that exciting. No. And we've seen... Golden State come back at halftime after being down. So, you know, you have that a little bit. But mm-hmm. that series has kind of been a clunker. The The Miami-Boston series has been back and forth in terms of, like, which games and which teams blow each other out. And so that makes for not super fun games. And maybe the series will come down to seven and we'll have a fun game seven. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's been clunky. It's been boring. It's been sloppy. So I just I don't know this. I wanted to be more excited because you wait all year for the conference finals for four of the best teams theoretically in the league going against each other, and we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen anything fun. Well, with playoff basketball, you always want well NBA playoff basketball. You want the best of the best. So you want tight games. You want to, you want nail biters. Sure, but. We we're not getting that, and that's fine. You know, I won't go on. I won't go out as far as on a limb to say it's been boring, because Tatum he's on fire. You know, what I'm saying in games after a loss, he comes out and performs very very well. I believe it's like thirty three points a game, folks. So if the Mi- so if the Miami Heat win the next game, just go ahead and take Jason Tatum <laughs> take over Jason points Tatum for points, the following yeah. game because he's gonna bounce back and play his butt off. And so like in that game, that first quarter. Like, I know they only had, like, one point to Miami Heat through the first, like, seven minutes of the game. They were missing a ton of shots. Yeah. But the shots weren't bad. They weren't bad quality shots. They just have to go in. They did have a lot of crappy turnovers in the game. I thought that was most important, too, in that opening quarter, in that game four, was the the careless turnovers that the Heat had early in the game to really kind of put them out of it versus the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? When that transpired, I thought that really put them over the edge, put them over the top the Miami Heat in terms of just being um, not prepared, you know, just not prepared under Spo, which is crazy because under Spo, you would expect, you know what I'm saying, them to come out firing on all senators in, uh, in the TD Garden. Well, we're really seeing two coaches who are 
great at their craft. Spolster and Udoka. Mm-hmm. And, and we're seeing that's why we're seeing teams foot flop in both these games because the coaches are making the adjustments after losing and they're making good adjustments and then they're winning that next game after losing. So we're seeing a real chess match between both these teams. And then on the other side for the Western Conference Finals, we're just seeing a Dallas team (laughs) that – and and I know we've given Jason Kidd props and we've done – and we've talked about how good Jason Kidd has been, but he's – the team that he has is so reliant on the three-point shot. Three-point shot, shot, yeah, it's kind of tough. That if they're cold – that's it. It looks and it looks bad, and you, it's it's blatant too, right? Like you can blatantly see it when you watch the game that like if they're not hitting these shots, their confidence looks gone. It looks shot. Yeah. Luca looks overwhelmed overwhelmed at times. The other guys are trying to do stuff like Brunson, Dinwiddie. You know, so they had like twenty points apiece, I think, in that last game. So they were trying, but early on in that game, I think it was a little too late for them too, because I think they started scoring like more so towards the end of the game, but. Those three-point shots, if you're going to live by them, you're definitely going to die by them, too. And I tell yep. people all the time, like, sometimes you just got to hit that mid-range. Y'all know me. I'm off the midi every time. I support the mid-range shot. It's a shot between the basket and the three-point line. It's not hard to just stop and pop and shoot that shot. A lot of guys should start taking that shot in this postseason. Jalen Brown needs to start taking that shot. Luca needs to start taking that shot. Those guys on three, look – what have you been taught being in basketball? You pump fake, take one dribble inside, shoot the jumper, right? Yeah. Just play it simple. So I think they should, uh, Dallas Mavericks used to do a little bit more of that. Well, now they're pump faking and stepping to the side instead of stepping that, one yeah, step that, in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to see if the Mavs can adjust. I, I don't know if they're probably not going to win the series. The numbers aren't behind them going down 3-0 and coming back and winning the series. Yeah, Mavs are 7 So look, they're going to have to make right – yeah, now. it's not looking great. So they're going to have to make some adjustments, <laughs> I'm imagining, over the offseason to kind of fix this because l- losing Chris Stops was big. And that's the reason they're in the conference finals. They got rid of Kristaps. They're able to spread the floor with Luka. And they were able to generally beat teams in the regular season with Luka and then his supporting cast. But you meet a team in the conference finals like the Golden State Warriors who can plan for that. They have the personnel to, to beat a team like that out of seven games. It's not going to work. They're, they need another piece next to Luka, another player, some different strategies maybe offensively to make the finals if they want to have a chance with Luka in the next couple of years to do anything. But it looks like Golden State is just – they're rolling. They are. And they're rolling. And I hate it too. Like, I hate it so much. Look at – I hate it so much, people. Like, the Warriors being this good, I don't like it. But I understand it, right? It's the basketball gods. And what did we see between, what, 2014 up until – no, 2013 up until 2018 – we saw a dynasty in the Golden State Warriors, and then it all went to shambles a little bit because of injuries. And the reason why the Warriors were so lethal during that era, that five-year gap, was because they always ran in the teams, in the playoffs, who had injuries. And so when you look at it, okay, the Golden State Warriors have been out of the playoffs two, three seasons or whatever. Now they come back, and boom, they're in the NBA Finals. But why? they're one game away from being in the NBA Finals. And why is that, Ben? Because they got a healthy clay now. Mm-hmm. KD isn't on the team anymore, but they're able to get Wiggins and some other pieces to complement for that now. So now they got a Wiggy. He's healthy. They got rid of D'Angelo Russell. Like yeah. They did a lot of different things on that team, getting, you know, uh, Draft picks, Kuminga, Moody, pool party. Like, they added so many pieces while they were bad to the point that now they've made a championship contending team and they're one win away from being in the NBA Finals. And I'm upset. (laughs) You're not happy about it. And I don't, it's not as fun to win the Warriors since we've seen them constantly be in the Finals. 
It's not fun anymore. We get it. They're a good team. They're going to yeah. make, they make the finals. I'm going to root against them no Me matter too. who's in, whether it's Celtics or the Heat. And I don't like the Celtics. God knows I don't like the Celtics, but <laughs> if they're going against the Warriors, I have to root against the Warriors, and it's going to kill me if it's going to be the Celtics because I just I do not like them. I'd rather it be the Heat, honestly. Really? No, you don't really want the Heat in there because I think the Heat would they lose. Offense, man, they got yeah, offense. You, yeah, you ain't trying to listen as a as a as a Bulls fan. You shouldn't be trying to see Jimmy Butler win a title. <laughs> win the <a> title. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm really stuck especially between a rock a pro, and a hard place. Especially if you a pro Derrick Rose guy, you really shouldn't be ca- yeah. trying to get Jimmy Butler a championship. No, it's uh, Tatum and Brown can get that for me though. It's stuck between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> I I honestly don't want to see any of these teams win the title except no, the Mavs. Yeah. I would have well, loved to see the Mavs do something and win a title, but they're not going to. And so I'm going to be stuck between the Warriors, Celtics, and the Heat. What a cut cut off my head. Like honestly, I don't want to do I don't want to choose any of those teams. I don't like any of them. The biggest thing though is we're going to get someone. It's going to be a new champion like from the for the what? Third fourth yeah. time in a row. Like yeah. that, that's what's going to be great about it. Like that's the parity you want in the NBA, right? Not the same two teams we were getting at a point in time in the NBA going to the finals every single year. We're going to have a champion like every for like three different years straight, yeah, four different four. years straight. Yeah. Raptors, like, Lakers, great. Bucks and whoever wins this year. Exactly. And so nice. you got to you got to love that. You, you have do. to love that. In these four teams right here, we're not in the Western, we're not in the Western or Eastern Conference except for one, the Miami Heat. Of those teams, yeah. So that makes it, that makes it even more great. It makes yeah. NBA better. I do like the change. There's less parity from from the last couple of seasons, so that's been nice. Draft lottery, set. yeah, it happened. It definitely happened. Get those mock drafts ready. Mock draft is all set in stone. We don't know who's going to draft bad and who's going to draft good, but I do believe Jabari Smith Jr. from Auburn is going to be the number one pick. Ooh. How do you feel? Because I feel like he's going to be number one pick. Yeah, if it's between him and Chet. I just think more people have issues with Chet than they do with Jabari because the size, because the size, the skinniness. I just I think but people that's look it, at right him. there. That's the end of the sentence yeah. right there. But everything 100%. else, he probably can check off. Like he's okay. He's one ninety five, right? Well, remember when like Kevin Durant, he couldn't bench one. What was it one thirty five? One thirty five. One thirty five. Two forty five on the on the you know. Yeah, and people were like, <laughs> "Oh, what is this guy gonna do? Like he's worthless. He doesn't have muscle." And then he goes and does Kevin Durant things. He's all world becomes one of the best basketball players in the <laughs> history of the game. Exactly. So. Not saying that Shet Holgram gonna no, do that. No, <laughs> we're not, don't clip that and say we're, we're doing. We're not that. saying we gonna do. He's gonna do that by all means. But I do believe he'll be a talented player. I don't yeah. know if he can be number one. There is a narrative behind Shet becoming number one. I don't know if yeah. you heard that narrative with Jalen Suggs and them playing together in Minnesota yeah. in high school and then playing together at Gonzaga. Makes sense. And you Makes know Jalen Suggs getting drafted by Orlando. He could Shet Holgram can probably go to Orlando. I don't think it's a proper fit. I would rather go with Smith. But. Yeah, I, I Smith has so many just great moves. He he has so many talented pieces to his game. Mm-hmm. So I, I could it would make sense to see him go number one. I think he's going to go number one. I would I would be more shocked that a team like the Magic would say we're in on Chet. We're going to take him. Let's do it. I think they have enough big men and enough tall guys, and I think they would like someone with a little more skill that they can mm-hmm. maybe play in the wing, match up with match up with Suggs. It makes more sense. To me, if I'm the Magic, I'm probably taking Jabari. If I'm the GM, I'm going, I'll, I'll go Jabari over Chet. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, right? I, I don't think so. I don't think you can that. go wrong with either You're at this point. not going to lose. No. Because um, we all know Orlando has the number one pick. Yeah. On the show, the Live on the Line show that I'm a part of, that you're a part of, Oklahoma City Thunder by the wager wheel 
was projected to be to have the number one pick. Yeah. Came pretty close. Oklahoma City Thunder, number two pick. Houston gets number three. Sacramento gets the fourth pick. But the fifth pick, my home state, I want the listeners in Michigan to hear me out on this. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get King and Murray. I don't know. Because unless Sacramento just does some boneheaded mess and draft a guard. They've been think, known to do boneheaded drafts. I don't think they should draft a guard. I think they should get Keegan Murray, who mm-hmm. and they have the fourth pick. Like, the Kings have the fourth pick. I think they should get Keegan Murray. But also, Keegan Murray from Iowa, he's a better fit probably in Detroit. Because Detroit, in my opinion, needs a wing. You know, the first three, we probably know who's going to get off the board. Holgram, Paolo Benchero out of Duke, and Jabari Smith out of Auburn. We know those three guys are going to get taken off the board for the first three picks. But after that, that four and five with Jaden Ivey, I feel like he's stuck in a hard, he's stuck in a tough situation too because mm-hmm. he's projected to go to Indiana at like six, Ben. But I don't know if that's going to work. They got Tyrese Halliburton. They do. I, I again, yeah, I, I think they like him because he's more the local guy. You know, Purdue and, and guy. That's what I was got thinking the Indiana too. Purdue, his mom coaches at Notre Dame, so yeah. that's what I was thinking. It too. makes sense. But and maybe they're thinking, you know, we'll make it work. We'll figure I, it out. But what about Tyrese Hallenberg? Like he's he's good. I, I don't but know. it's almost one of those like uh, we have an abundance of talent. We'd rather have an abundance of talent than not. Yeah. And that might backfire on him for sure. See, and that's the biggest thing with me. Like I don't know if that's going to be the true answer in drafting a guy like that for the Indiana Pacers because I feel like they probably need like a wing type player mm-hmm. but they may look to trade like a Miles Turner to get Yeah, it depends him. who they can you get from Miles Turner yeah, too. You know, they might try to do some things like that but I don't know man. Keegan Murray to the Pistons seems like a better fit but the Kings might have to go out on a limb and get him and avoid going to get who I believe who they have projected to get the fourth pick. I believe it's like your Griffin kid from Duke. Like that oh, was their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was their uh, projected pick. I don't think they should go after him. I think they should go after King and Murray. There we go. We'll have more drum. We'll, we'll we'll do a whole mock draft. You can do a whole mock draft at some point yeah, later we'll, on as we'll, we come yeah, up. We'll deep dive. Uh prison time. Right to jail. I'm throwing on our prison garb. <laughs> Who are we throwing in prison this week? Man. Listen, NBA jail. It's been a struggle this year in terms of NBA players staying healthy. Yeah. And I'll even take it a step further. Throughout the course of the whole NBA's like history, it's just been trouble with players staying healthy in the most pivotal moments of the regular se- of the season, that being the playoffs. And so we gotta go. We gotta start questioning these NBA trainers on these on these sta- on these staffs on these the NBA franchises. The and we gotta start knocking on their doors and getting these warrants out and try to figure out and sit them sit them down in some interrogation rooms and figure out why can't guys like Keenan Murray? I mean, not Keenan Murray. Now I'm all messed up. Jamal Murray. Why can't he be out there? Right? Kawhi Leonard. We've missed so many players in this postseason because they weren't available. MPJ. And like yeah. I just named two pivotal players for the Denver Nuggets that they probably could have used against the Golden State Warriors. Yep. Chris Middleton probably could have been utilized a whole lot in that Celtics series with the Milwaukee Bucks. Kyle Lowry, he's been in and out of the lineup for the Miami Heat. Tyler Hero, out of the lineup or out of the rotation. Mark Smart. Mark is smart. It's just been so – Devin Booker was out a few times. Yeah. It's been a struggle bus being to see and watch all these different players not be healthy in the most pivotal moment of the of the NBA, the playoffs, and NBA trainers got to get caught out on it. So 
I got warrants out for him. Interesting. I'm not going to play the get out of jail free card because I'm always down for blaming someone for the injuries. I just don't know if the, who the I don't Proper know if the right person is. to blame. I don't know for like Anthony Davis. I think that's just how he's made. You know, he's just, he's very breakable. He's a breakable person. He's a foldable person. He's he's just he's not going to be healthy for the rest of his career. I mean, even guys like Kawhi probably shouldn't be getting hurt this much. Jamal shouldn't. You know, he probably should have been back. Should have been back a little bit. Probably should have been back. And maybe, maybe he was healthy enough to come back. Lonzo would have been great for him to be back for the Bulls. That would have been lovely. If like, what well, they doing? It's a meniscus, healthy. not an ACL or yeah. an MCL. Same like, with Middleton. Like, I, I just I don't know if the answer is fewer games in the regular season for everyone, or if they really, if the NBA really just embraces sitting players out sometimes on back-to-backs. You know, whatever it may be, fans are going to be mad. They fans are going to be mad they're not going to see them. They try load management, and I, and for the most part, it wasn't really – I mean, look at Kawhi. Kawhi didn't play the whole season. He's yeah. Mr. Low Management. He, he is. <laughs> He's That's Mr. Low Management. That's so true. it's like, what's the answer? I need to holler at them NBA trainers and find out. <laughs> the answer is get your body right. Get your damn body right. Uh, dunk or deny – I'm going to dunk with Clutch Sports. Really? Why I'm dunking with clutch sports? I'm, I'm very, very curious. This is less of a compliment and more of just a respect for them mm. being dirty in a way. Okay. But they, oh, they got messy. their new client, Zach Levine. Messy. <laughs> they got their new client, Zach Levine. Word? Really trying to get the Bulls to give him as wait, much money know that. as possible. So wait, why, when did that happen? When did he sign oh, and decide to give with clutch sports? I didn't uh, know that. I think it was mid, mid-season, earlier mid-season? this year. It was this, it was this year. Okay. This season. Um, so he's their new client, and mm. man, they are trying to get him the bag, and they are throwing well, yeah. out rumors left Rich and Paul right. Rich Paul make sure they get they get paid. All his clients get paid. Yeah, and sure. he's doing a hell of a job right now because you've got rumors Zach Levine's going to the Lakers. He likes the Lakers. There's talk of people saying, "Oh, he should go to the Lakers." They're working day and night, Clutch Sports, to put that rumor mill out that <laughs> Levine wants to leave the Bulls. There was a video of him from TMZ earlier today. I saw that. I he's like, "I really that. like I the Lakers that. as an organization. They're good. They're fun. Like they're telling him exactly what to say." And Zach. Levine from in everyone's mind wants to leave the Bulls, and you know what that's going to make the Bulls do? Pay up, yeah, give gotta, them the max. Yeah, they got to they come with it. I'm going to sit here and say Zach Levine probably doesn't deserve the max. Why not? I, I'm what am I? 25 feet away from the United Center, so I really don't want to get like tackled by anyone right now. Can, we can see their practice <laughs> facility, but I do not think Levine is worth. 40 45 million a year that's the max that's the max money he can get i i think that's what he's going for five years something in the 200 million dollar range yeah is is he worth that in a vacuum in a vacuum if we're not talking about circumstance or context is he worth that no now is he worth that to the bulls as it stands now probably 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 yes and then you got to take it a step further being and you got to consider the today's nba and the market Yes, like hundred percent. Like, is bro. is he worth that in the market? Like, what he brings to the Bulls and and what he can do with the Rosen and Vucevic? Yes. You look at his what he does, what he's done in the playoffs. One series in the playoffs where he didn't necessarily play well. Now was he hurt? Maybe, but again, he didn't play super great in the playoffs. His numbers are good. He's a clutch scorer at times. I just I don't think he's worth 40 45 million a year. You ain't really sold me on how he's kind of not though. I don't think he is. <laughs> you you haven't really sold is. me on to how Bulls, he's not though. To the Bulls, yes, in a vacuum, no. Because it's like But in reality, because what he is to the Bulls, that's what he's probably going to get. The Bulls should probably shell out for him. Here's a question though. Okay, so if you don't pay, let's say you don't give him the max, right? You don't want to give him the max. Yes. You let you let Zach you let Zach walk. Or maybe it's a sign and trade. Who's going to be out there that's going to replace him with that same level of production, right? That's, At the same efficient yeah. rate. 
Who's gonna do all that at a high, at that high level for you on a le- on a on a cheap route on a discount? That's who's why, gonna do yeah. that, right? And that's the problem. That's, that's, that's the, the million dollar question. That's yeah. the two hundred million dollar question. That's <laughs> why he's go. worth forty million a year to the Chicago Bulls. Is because who else? What are you gonna get? You, you got a guy who's a top twenty five NBA player, top thirty. I mean, he's at a, his best, the top twenty at his best. At his position, he's probably top five in the East. I mean, today I'll probably take Zach Levine over James Harden. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll say that right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll oh, say that right yeah. now. I'll take Zach Levine yeah. over James Harden. 100%. Today. So, you know, fine. And he's going to get him, like 50. Yeah. So if no, he can get, if, if James Harden can finesse the $50 million bag, I know Zach Levine can get the 40. Yeah. I know if, we if, can get the 40. They have to throw the bag in him. They have to throw the bag in him. But I'm just, you know. Duncan with Clutch Sports. Good on them. They're, they're getting him as much money as they possibly can. Yeah, Rich Paul does a good job with that. Yeah. Who, who are you dunking with? Oh, man. Got to dunk with how the Celtics just basically responded in their last game. Yeah, good for them. Because you go out there and you get blown out, get your butt kicked in game three. You come out there firing on all cylinders. Jason Tatum knocking down the mid-range to turn around. He was out there making acrobatic layups from the baseline with the yeah. opposite hand. Like, he was doing all type of amazing things in that first half, being aggressive, going to the line. I think he went to the line in the first half alone like 10-plus times. Yeah. You know, so he was, really showing, he was really showing out, Tatum was. And the sleeper and the dark horse – in that last game, that game four being Derek White. He's coming in clutch. I could have had him riding under the radar this week for sure. <laughs> Forget it. I am. He flying under the radar this week. Derek White. There you go. There you he go. fly. He flew under the radar. He had a quick seven to nine points to jump to jump out on that uh, Miami Heat team. Yeah. Real quick. And he was playing defense. He was everywhere around the ball. He's he been was a looking great like picker. Marcus. He was looking like Marcus yesterday, so. <laughs> Credit Brad Stevens. And the man, oh, there you go. The man can coach, <laughs> but the man knows how to get talent. The man has curated pretty good talent for the Celtics. The only man to get fired up. Yes, honestly. Uh, I'm going to deny the video reviews. Just, they need to stop. They mm. need to stop with the video reviews, man. No, no, they all do take oh a long time. Oh, my God. I understand a couple here and there, but you have one gonna, two minutes later and another. No, the ref goes to the, they goes to the camera. We're going to check it for a flagrant one. <laughs> like, bro, you don't even have to do that. The guy just kind of pushed him. It's not a flagrant, and you don't have to review it for a flagrant. So, I'm done with the video reviews. Twitter's done with the video reviews. The NBA really needs to seriously consider shortening them, trimming them, figuring out ways to not have so many because it gets in the way of the flow of the yes, game. there you go. It, it puts a lot of stoppage yeah. time in that's unnecessary, and it's just downright annoying just to sit there and watch the same review over and over of like a slightly aggressive play happening that back in the 90s or 2000s they would have just said, all right, moving on, that's fine. It makes no sense to me. Well, I was pleased because there was this, it was one moment in the game in one of these games between the uh, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, where there's a fast break, there was a foul called, it was a hard foul. They went to review it. Yeah, they came back. It was a regular common yeah. foul. Yeah, I was so happy. I was. I, I was happy. That, yeah. I was happy it was a common foul. I was kind of upset it took him a long time to figure that out. <laughs> <Yeah. though. laughs> it should have just been a common foul, no review. From the jump. I hate it. I really do. I think they need to they need to trim those video reviews because there is nothing more damn annoying than just seeing a video review, getting through it, being like, "All right, yeah. more basketball." Two minutes later, let's do another video. <laughs> Sick, awesome. Uh, you are denying the mm. NBA doing something. Mm-hmm. They did you see this um, in the in the 
NBA news realm. Yeah. Dallas Mavericks really got fined. Yeah. A hundred. Well, they've been fined one hundred and fifty thousand all postseason. I forgot what the first fifty thousand was, but then they got fi- they got fined a hundred thousand. We know that ain't no money to Mark Cuban though. You know he's a billionaire. No. You know dropping the bucket. He go yeah. That's easy cheese to just throw out straight cash, homie. <laughs> you know all that good jazz. But the Dallas Mavericks got fined a hundred thousand. For basically having their bench cheering on their team, that's, that's essentially what they got what they got fined for. Because yeah. when I looked at the videos and I saw it didn't look like anything egregious or anything that could have affected the Warriors. If guys are on their bench talking smack, all you got to do if you're on the court, go to State Warriors, is tell them that they on the bench. They not in the game, so you shouldn't even let that even bother you. And so for and I think Steve Kerr came out and said that it was a little too much, but it's like, bro, listen, bro. These players ain't getting in the game. They gotta be riled up. They're trying to affect them somewhere. The, the old Pinson ain't getting in, so like he gotta do what he be able to do. Gotta wave his towel. Gotta clap his hands. He gotta do whatever he gotta do to you know say to be involved in the game. Yeah, man. that's 100%. all. Uh, I 100 percent agree. <laughs> like if you can't if you can't handle a bench being loud and standing up, what are you doing? Well, what are you even doing? Warriors, this, this man, they, be, bro, they be kind of soft league. sometimes. Warriors be they, they, kinda, uh, they are definitely they oh, soft yeah. sometimes. Well, they've been we king know for they, so they, long. They know they, they got all the heart, but yeah, they're used to the royal treatment. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, they're kings. They they dominate. Jordan Poole started asking for fouls now. <laughs> yeah. They getting out of hand. They getting a little yeah, bougie over there. A little bougie. Mm. A little Golden State Warriors. I mean, they move arenas and now suddenly they're, they're fancy <laughs> they move as hell. to San Francisco. Yeah. Now they acting totally <laughs> different. <laughs> they got that San Francisco energy going. Uh, new segment. Yeah, sir. Word on the street. Word on the street. And now word on the street. And the reason why I wanted this to be a segment because all the off-season news and all the off-season buzz yeah, 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 that yeah. we're going to be getting throughout the rest of these postseason as we head into the off-season of the NBA. I just want to say what's going on on the street in the rumor mill so word on the street first is that the dallas mavericks are seeking one of the free agent big men that are going to be out there there we go or sign and trade with uh rudy gobert 200 million dollar man potentially could end up in a dallas mavericks uniform this offseason or no Uh, actually wouldn't be a bad fit i don't know wouldn't be a bad fit or deandre ayton so my question another not a bad fit which one would you prefer luca team up with ayton or Rudy Gobert. Aiton, 100%. Wow. Uh, I think his offensive the, – the Mavs don't necessarily need help defensively. Mm-hmm. They're a very good defensive team without mm-hmm. a center, um, and we've seen that. And, and, yeah. and they, they have really good defensive numbers. They put up really good defensive numbers after Porzingis left. They were, at times, a top-five defensive team in the NBA for defensive rating. So I, I don't – they don't really need the big man like Gobert, who's a defensive specialist. They don't, okay. they don't need that. Rebounding, they do need some help. You can get that with Aiton. You can get rebounding help, and you can get someone in the paint offensively that's a threat. Thank you. That will prevent teams so from playing that. just perimeter defense because you have Aiton as a threat. A pick and roll with Aiton and Lucas can be pretty gross. Can be pretty gross in a good way for the Mavericks. So I, I think Aiton would be a fantastic fit on that Dallas team because you you have Luca and you have Aiton. You spread three other guys out on the perimeter. You Bullock out there, Brunson out there. You're going to be dangerous because well, you now have more avenues. No, no, Brunson. No, no, Brunson going to stay. I think he walks. Ooh, you know they don't he, pay him. I think he walks. They don't I, give him the cash. Well, because interesting. I think he's unrestricted too. So I don't think yeah, I don't he think he's wherever. restricted. So he can go wherever. He might be done playing second fiddle to Luca over there. And according to yeah, according to the rumor mill surrounding Jalen Brunson is that he's he's going to walk. He's going to walk. So, oh boy, we're going to see. All right, what else has we got? We got Lakers closing in on getting a coach. They closed in on getting a coach, but um, I'm not sure who exactly it's going to be. 
when you hear people talk about it in terms of like, well, what type of coach do they need? Do they need a first year guy? A lot of people are opposed to that. So they're opposed to the idea of a Darvin Ham, the assistant coach from Milwaukee Bucks. Second our pride, baby. He from the he from the SAG. But <laughs> he is. Darvin Ham for sure. Detroit Piston was in a dunk contest, all that good jazz. But now he's won a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks as a head assistant. And I think it's time for him to transition over into a head coaching job. And I think the Lakers would be a nice fit for him. But if you are looking for another coach with more experience, the other guys' names that were out there were uh, the Portland Trailblazers' former head coach, uh, Terry Stotts. And then the other was uh, the former Brooklyn Nets coach with Kenny Atkinson, yeah. which I forgot about him, honestly. He deserves justice, <laughs> justice for Kenny. They, they swapped him out for Steve Nash, and then and it all went it to all hell. It all went left. <laughs> I love Kenny. I think he's a really good coach. Yeah, I, I thought he was he solid. Team. If I had to compare him and compare him and Nash, I probably would take Kenny. Yeah. Kenny looks a little more he looks seasoned. a little more seasoned. There little you go. That's the coach. perfect word for it. Yeah. But if I had to take another coach and throw his name out there outside of those three names, you know the name I'm gonna roll with. TV ESPN, big dog. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. <laughs> I have to every Good single boy. time. He just needs that one he needs one more opportunity. I'm not gonna say one more, but he needs another opportunity. You know what I'm saying? That last opportunity he had, we saw the rise of the Golden State Warriors. We know Mark Jackson was the first person to say he has the best shooting backcourt in NBA history. You fast forward all these years later, 400 threes in a season later, he was 100% correct. correct. So that's why I got to roll with Mark Jackson as maybe – a potential candidate for the Lakers. What type of coach do you think they need? Uh, I think they need someone who will let LeBron do his thing. Someone that will let LeBron coach. And know, if that's Mark Jackson, so be it. Of that. <laughs> I think I agree they need that. But what will work <clears throat> will be a guy that uh, will just let LeBron kind of do his own thing. I think they need a coach that will rein everyone in, mm. get everyone on the same page, stop with the stupid drama. And all that. It's L.A., though. Oh, no. Drama is just... <clears throat> it is. That's why they inevitable. need the right coach. <laughs> it's inevitable with drama in L.A. But what will actually work in reality would be... A, you know, I, I don't think... I would love to see Kenny Atkinson get another job. Don't think this is the right fit for him. Okay. I well, don't. But, okay, what coaching vacancies are out <laughs> there that you believe would be a nice fit for Kenny Atkinson since we're dropping his name out there like that? Uh, the The Hornets? Okay. I don't think they've hired anyone yet. They haven't hired anyone yet. I would like Kenny Atkinson. Young team. I believe who name was circling that mail? I think Darvin Ham's name was actually uh, rumored around that team as well. Mm. So yeah, either or Kenny Atkinson, Darvin Ham. It's less pressure too in Charlotte than it is in LA. A lot less pressure. A lot less pressure too. So I don't think they have any celebrities except Steph Curry (laughs) in Charlotte. Uh, Michael Jordan. (laughs) Michael Jordan action. There you go. There you go. Uh, One other thing: Bulls Pistons playing in Paris. Yeah, you saw that. I was trying to figure out a way to get tickets. Tickets, Seven hundred bucks. If we want to start a little GoFundMe, little GoFundMe to get me to Paris. (laughs) Watch the Bulls play the Pistons. GoFundMe points in the paint edition. Let's get the (laughs) whole podcast in Paris. Get us to Paris. No reason other than we just want to go. Go that's, to Paris. That's Piss, the yep. why. See, I'm representing. The, I represent the Pistons, even though I don't even like the Pistons. Yeah. I represent the Pistons. Bank represent the Bucks, and we all y'all got to do. We set up this GoFundMe, and y'all get us points in the paint in Paris. Don't that sound good? Points in the paint in Paris. I mean, it sounds good to me. Free trip sound to Paris. Sound good. I'll take it. Y'all got to <laughs> put that in the works. What's your game of the week? Mm, we got two, and we transitioned to another sport. Same sport, but. Another league. There you <laughs> go. So first and foremost, we won last week, folks. 
We handled our business like we yeah. were supposed to. It was a lot of it was a lot of noise in the office, folks. It was a lot of noise in the office about whether or not the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics was going to transpire in that game too. And you know me, I had the Boston Celtics money line in that game to victory, and they handled their business like they were supposed to. I would have liked them to win game two and three, lose game four. They didn't. Win game five and six in advance to the <laughs> advance to the finals in six games because I said Celtics in six. Yeah. But now I think it's going to be a Celtics in seven Ooh. or flip a coin for Ooh. the game seven. That's y'all call. But that's not the money line play of the week, folks. Okay. We are going to move forward here. WNBA. I'm rolling with the Storm on Friday night, and I'm also rolling with the Sparks there on Friday go. night. I got to go with the uh, – uh, uh, Goomin K sisters, got to say their name right, got to roll with the sisters for the Sparks and Liz Cambage because she is a dog. Y'all don't know who Liz Cambage is. She's standing about six, seven. She is stallion. She can shoot on the outside, shoot at the inside, whatever you want. Got her post moves. She can work on her defense, though. She can definitely work on her defense. But I'm going with, you know, Brianna Stewart. She's been an MVP. She a champion. Yeah. I'm rolling with the Storm. You know what I'm saying? I got to do that. Sue Bird, all-time assist leader. I got to roll with the Seattle Storm this weekend, and I'm rolling with the Spark. You can bet that, too, folks. I promise you. It's the money line. It's the money line play, baby. You can parlay those two together, and you can win you some cheese. Go with the Brianna Stewart-led Seattle Storm and Liz Canvas, the Agume Agume K sisters. Get their names right, Zach. Make sure you get them, too. L.A. Sparks, Seattle Storm. Parlay them together on Friday night and win you some money. Straight like that. There we go. Stay over 500. Stay over 500. That's key. Yeah, 15 to 13. Get that out your toe. (laughs) (laughs) And that's going to conclude this edition of Points in the Paint podcast presented by Stadium 773-273-9088. Leave your voicemails. Leave them. We will play them on the podcast. I promise you. We want to hear who you think is going to make it to the NBA Finals. Who should be the number one pick in the NBA draft? Who do you think your team should draft in the NBA? Let us know. 773-273-9088. You can catch us every week. Follow us at Points Paint. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to YouTube as well. You do not want to miss the Inside the Association with our boy Shams, Sarania, Cam Smith, Pat Garrity, it's the three-man weave. Hee-hee, Magic Johnson edition, baby, inside the association. And that that draft edition show is coming up very soon, so you don't want to miss that. Sharp lessons, betting tips with my boy Nate Jacobson and Ben Wittenstein every week. You do not want to miss that. The sport you may not even think about gambling on. I don't know, golf. My boy Nate Jacobson got the picks for the golf, so you do not want to miss that. And inside the league, we got our boy, Michael Felder. He dropping everything all football this offseason. College, NFL, you do not want to miss that. And you'll hear from us next week.